2: are listening to the Vox Media podcast network.
3: All M- right, everybody.
4: M. A. That, 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 that's, AK, that's a that's a TV show. A.K. This is the post show. Hmm.
5: This is jazz, this is the baby. There's no there's no rules for jazz. <laughs> The U- <laughs> welcome
3: everybody to the UFC Vegas 49 post-fight show here on MMA Fighting's YouTube channel. If you're listening after the fact, we welcome you as well as for those watching live. We just witnessed Islam Makachev. I mean, we can't put it any other way. He actually steamrolled Bobby Green three minutes 23 seconds into the fight. TKO win didn't even look like he was touched. He made it look super easy. It was just, I mean, it was just a dominant performance. He gets it done. And the question is, does he get a title shot in his next fight? I think it's absolutely a no-brainer, but who knows? Stranger things have happened. But thank you for joining us. I am Mike Heck. We got Jed Michoud joining us once again. He's been very busy tonight, talking a lot of noise on the on the People's Pre-Fight Show, on Twitter Spaces, and now on the Post-Fight Show, and we got Alexander Kaylee, Lee, the Prince of Positivity. At least for a time, he was the Prince of Positivity, and now people think he should probably have a different nickname these days. But welcome, AK. How are you? Who's saying that? Who's, how dare they? I mean, people are, uh, are unhappy the way you're, cr- you're criticizing these cards, AK. They're and Some of these cards on
5: paper are pretty, are pretty whack. I don't know. I, do, do you want me? To, do you want me to be AK the liar? Because I can do that too. I can lie. I can lie to America. It's not a great card on paper. I think it turned out okay. I mean, I think I think we can all agree the card was all right. It, 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 was, it was good. I think it was better than what was last week's. It was better than last week's card. Yeah, I think we can say that comfortably, right? It was definitely better than last week's card. Okay, and it was better. Yeah. And it was probably better than a show well, which maybe I like. <laughs> the the Hermanson Strickland card, a show which I liked, but I mean, as as Casey's pointed out before, like the the last two fights kind of leave, leave you know when they leave a bitter taste in your mouth, it unfortunately affects the rest of the card. I said that card was okay, but I, I'm fair, I, I'm fine saying this was the best of the last of uh, of the past three uh, fight night events. Yeah, it, it turned out really well.
3: Good. So let's talk about how it ended Jed Mashu. Islam Makachev goes in there. I think we all expected Islam to win the fight. We thought that the betting line, the heavy favorite line in his favor was was justified. It was warranted. We thought Bobby Reen would be able to go in there and put up a fight for at least a couple of rounds. That did not happen. Islam Makachev took him down once, and then the fight was over shortly thereafter. You already have Islam Makachev ranked as the number one 155-pounder on the planet. You can't rank him any higher now. What did you think of his performance over Bobby Green and just getting the job done in a little over three minutes?
6: I think that I am correct and that I hope it's been a great weekend for me. First, you guys are, are about to get on the the Renier de Ritter uh, bandwagon. And now everybody's going to finally see what I'm trying to tell tell you is a Mark Jeffs, the best lightweight in the world, man. It's is not close i just i don't think it is like it's not close i don't even think it's close man i think he's gonna wash any dude that he gets in that cage with like we're gonna see because he's gonna get a title fight off this and he's gonna do the same thing he did to everyone the same thing habib did to everyone it's it's just they're on a different level i think i'm about as big a habib guy as there ever has been i was standing that dude for years before he got the belt and I will stand him in his career forever. I think Islam is maybe 80, 85% of the guy that Habib is. He does not have Habib's, like, otherworldly athleticism. But 85% of Habib is still, like, 30% better than any other lightweight in the world. Look, we just checked the receipts. A lot of people were feeling frisky. A lot of froggy people wanted to jump on Bobby Green coming into this one. And that – that was a squash match there was nothing he had nothing for him and bobby green is a good fighter sure the circumstances were tough but it just doesn't matter like there's it just doesn't he exceeded even my expectations and as we talked about a lot beforehand i thought he was going to dominate bobby green i didn't think he was going to do it to even to the degree he even did He's the best fighter in the world and i might move him up i don't I can't move him up. He's number one in my rankings. I might leave number two open and move everybody down and just leave one gap spot there <laughs> out of respect for the man. Because no. why not? Jed, He's that for one's pound. better than the rest Jed, of them. Jed, pound for pound. You can move him up pound for pound. I guess I can. That's true.
5: <laughs> I don't I don't know where you have him on there, but uh, there is room for upward mobility. You you actually can give him more accolades if so
6: I actually I grade my pound for pound rankings different than I do my Uh, divisional ones so it'd be tough
5: he is not ranked he is not in our top 20 pound for pound
6: yeah well for pound for pound rankings the way i do it is i literally tally up points of their victories over other ranked people in our things so like i don't have any bellator fighters in my thing because bellator fighters don't have a lot of wins over other ranked guys Mm -hmm. so in that by that metric it's still tough for islam to kind of launch up pound for pound but He's the top lightweight in the world, which means he's like the top fighter in the world because it's the best
5: division. Sorry, Casey. Would you would you be tempted <laughs> to put him above? So here's here's our here's our our lower our lower part of our uh, pound for pound our consensus pound for pound. I don't know what your list looks like. Sure, would yeah. you be okay. tempted to put him above Cid Algan?
6: If if I was doing pound for pound in a nebulous way, similar to how yeah. I rank my regular rankings, sure, yeah. He's certainly a top 10 guy. Um, DJ? And, DJ?
5: Gagard? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah.
6: He, If I were doing it the way I rank regular things, he would be behind only in Ganu, Volkov, Usman, and Adesanya. So he'd be five for me. Wow. wow.
3: I'm surprised to hear you say Adesanya, Adesanya because – I'm surprised to hear you say Adesanya because you've been on record many times that you thought Habib would – would beat Adesanya in a fight. I and I mean, even what about 87% of Habib, like you put on Twitter? <laughs> that's what you Islam Makhchav, which is damn good. I don't know
0: that
6: 87% of, of Habib beats Adesanya. I think you need all of Habib to beat Israel. <laughs> but you know, it's at least I like I I said this before he retired. I would have picked Habib to beat Kamar Usman. I would not pick Islamakchev to beat Kamar Usman. Um So and I think that's kind of the dividing line. Like, so, you know, I think he would do admirably against Islam or Islam would do admirably against Israel. But, you know, I I'll just favor the body of work from Israel at this point in time. I'm I'm willing to grow with Islam because he's going to be the champ for some time because ain't nobody in that division taking it from him. That man is better than all of you. Just get used to it.
3: Eh, there might be uh, somebody else who might have something to say about that, but we'll uh, we'll discuss that in a little while because he competed and got an impressive win on this card as well. Ak, what did you think of Islam's performance? And are you with Jed? Are you willing to say right now, into a live microphone in front of all these people, that Islam Makachev is the best lightweight in the world after this
5: performance? I mean, boy, I mean, you, you, you'd be very tempted to put him number two. I'll tell you, at least number two. It, it's hard to argue. Again, for me, I, I do like to have guys earn it. But it's that's harder and harder these days, just with how long it takes like certain guys to fight. So it's almost unfair to say, like, oh, well, Makachev has to beat Dustin Poirier, or Makachev has to beat Justin Gaethje. Like, I think those fights, you know, could happen someday. Does he have to beat those guys to prove that he's the number two or, or as Jed says, the number one lightweight? I don't know. I think, I, 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 again, I, I, I hesitate to put him number one. But I don't think putting him there is like wild hyperbole. It's that's that's like a very educated guess based on what we've seen, how he's handled certain opponents now today. Like I do think uh, calling his win over Bobby Green tonight, like like the tipping point for anyone who was like maybe, you know, waffling about putting him all the way at number one because it, it it is odd circumstances. I mean, it is amazing to put away Bobby Green. I think I saw uh, someone tweeting that uh, he, he hadn't be, uh, been finished since uh, Dustin Poirier. So it's like five years ago. So say what you want about Barry Green being a veteran. Some might say like, oh, you know, he's not he's not a top fifteen ranked guy. He does not get finished like he did uh, in tonight's fight. Whether it's wrestlers, strikers, whoever, J- uh, BJJ guys doesn't matter. He always has a way of 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 go- usually going the distance and then making it a competitive fight. Yes, two weeks camp for sure, um, or less than two weeks, we should say, was a factor. So if you want to use that to sort of ding, you know, uh, Makachev's win, that's fine too. But any anyway, you slice it, he did look like uh, as advertised, you know. Because when this, when this, uh, when this was first announced, Bobby Green replacing uh, Benil Darayu, pretty much everyone said, "Well, Bobby Green is toast." Mm-hmm. And in the, you know, in the days in between, we've kind of talked up Bobby Green and said, "Well, here's how he could win. Here's what could be difficult for Islam." But I think a, I think there's a big if the odds are any indication, there was still a large contingent of people who just said, "Yeah, you can explain all that, but Islam's mm-hmm. going to truck him. And that's a scenario that played out. So, I, I almost feel like a little bad. I think in the media we might have uh, we might have big buy green up too much, and I think Islam might have seen that and been like, "Oh, well, I'm I'm definitely <laughs> I'm giving him everything I've got now." I mean, not that that he have any reason to take uh, to give any less than hundred percent, but if there's any chance he didn't, I think we gave him some serious uh, bulletin board material, and uh, and and he proved he's one of the probably one of the three, maybe the best 155er in the world.
3: First time. <laughs> Bobby Green
5: has been stopped in a fight
3: since June of 2016 Crazy. when he was stopped by Crazy. Dustin Poirier so it's been almost 6 years since he was stopped in a fight and Islam goes out there and just does it with 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 very little effort. I mean this was this was something else and and this is the thing about Bobby Green that we've been saying from the beginning and not a lot of people I mean people might were hitting me up on Instagram DM thinking Bobby Green was going to win this fight but I will say this Bobby Green loses nothing here. Loses absolutely nothing. He gets finished in three minutes and 23 seconds. The fight was not all that competitive. First takedown, the fight's over. Bobby Green loses nothing here. Nothing. You could throw him in a main event in his next fight, and no one will bat an eye. Islam Makachev, we thought maybe coming out of this fight that Bobby Green might take might get a little bit of a boost from this one, maybe even more than Islam Makachev, because he thought Makachev might be able to, or Green could survive and go to the full 25 minutes, but Makachev gets a big boost. A lot of people now feel he's the best lightweight in the world. No one's saying no title fight anymore. There's no debate. His next fight should be for the belt, Jed Mishu, right? Like Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje, whoever wins that fight, you're fighting Islam Makachev, Conor McGregor or not, right?
6: Yeah, so this is a wrap at this point. Um Look, I mean, you want to knock Bobby Green in whatever ways you can, cool. He's not a top 15 UFC-ranked fighter. By bit, basically any metric and any rational person who follows the sport, Bobby Green is a top 20 lightweight in the world, and he was made to look like a rank amateur. Like, that's just it. Um And that's it's not like this is one of one performances from Islam. He has, in, he has leveled up and is just trucking fools now. And there's no, you can't deny him. Like if he had come in and if he had had a Habib versus ally, Quintic style fight where it was clearly dominant, but he took five rounds and couldn't quite, you know, put on the big, perf- that is not what happened. A dude made a statement. I wish he'd have made a better statement on the mic, but you know, it is what it is in that regard. I, I don't – I think the UFC is now – their hands are now tied. I still think if Charles Oliveira wins, he is going to try and fight Conor and not fight Islam. I just don't think that's an option for him because the UFC is going to just going to look at this dude and say, yeah, man, Habib should have gotten a title fight like two years before he did, and we ended up missing out on some prime years of promoting this once-in-a-generation athlete. We're getting a second crack at it. Just Let's just get this guy the belt and then – then we'll build from there i he's getting it i I just don't think there's any way not at this point
3: yeah i mean it's hard to deny and islam makachev was just speaking with megan olivi after the win and he said he wants to fight for the title in abu dhabi and then the guy the i think the managing editor or the man who is basically the the spearhead for espn mma charlie Moynihan, just tweeted out that Makachev MMA tells Megan to leave. You'd like to fight for the belt in Abu Dhabi, and he he said pencil in October 22nd in UFC 281. Apparently, they're going back to Abu Dhabi in October. I'm going to take this guy's word for it because he works for freaking ESPN, so I think he would know. But that seems to be the plan. I mean, good timeline. That's what we're doing, right? We're we're doing the winner of we're doing Oliveira Gaichi winner versus Makachev in Abu Dhabi on Fight Island. That's the plan right okay that's what we're gonna see
5: yes i agree it'll be it'll be charles Oliveira versus uh, islam makachev on fight island uh yes he's gonna he will beat justin gaethje and then he will be islam makachev and <laughs> i'm I'm still listen i'm still all in on, on on the Oliveira train but i will say i have i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't put money on it I, I i'm not i am past the point where i'm where i'm feeling super confident that Oliveira should be like favored i think he might be at least a minus two hundred uh plus I'm sorry plus two hundred underdog uh should uh, oh, uh, yeah, Max, whenever that makachev fight becomes official and it might and then it'll probably move even further in Makachev's direction but but again, I still think i i you know me I'm gonna pick a Charles Oliveira when the time comes, assuming he beats uh uh is not a boys. guarantee huh? a yeah no, and I think he's got the style for it. I mean, again, that, that ground game is just insane. I, I still would have liked to see him fight Habib. I would have picked Habib to beat him, but I still would have I still would have liked to see you you wouldn't have wanted to see that fight happen. Oh I no you know this I, is
6: I, yeah. I'm I'm interested in watching the best guy in the world go to work yeah. on anyone, but it was endlessly hilarious to me that the Tony Ferguson's gonna be a tough fight for Habib because look at how scrambly and grapply is cool. <laughs> so he's gonna grapple with Habib. He's done. We don't need to figure. I already know how that goes. Like, I don't need, I don't need to see it. Like, I mean, I'll watch it, but like, if you're just going to engage in grappling with these dudes, you're just going to freaking lose. So I'll watch the hell out of it, but I'm not going to. Cause poor old Justin Gaethje, man. He's about to twice have a Dagestani beat his ass for a belt on fight Island. That sucks. That is a tough scene for my guy.
5: Listen, he'll just be happy oh, if he man. gets pa- if he gets past Oliveira. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't. I, you know me. He I'm will, going Oliveira all should. the way. He could. I don't think he will. Um, I, I, I do have a poll earlier that I had to replace quickly because we had a better question. Uh, how would you rate tonight's card from one to ten? Uh, seven to nine. Forty percent to seven to nine. I think that's about the right range. Seven or eight. I think. I think most people enjoyed. If you if you sat down and watched tonight's card you probably had a good time. So seven to nine was done, but I threw up the new poll. How high do you rank Islam uh, in the lightweight division right now? Number one, pretty comfortably ahead 47%. So there's a lot of people already just saying, Hey, uncrowned champ."
6: rankings are how rankings go. I'm telling you this for a certifiable fact against any lightweight in the world. He is the betting favorite. There's not a person on the planet. He is not a betting favorite over right now. And yep. that's I think that will speak a lot to those poll responses because
5: I think, yeah, that makes sense. everybody's just family. there
6: on
3: him. Uh, we have bonuses and Ooh, oh. is not one of it's not one of them. I didn't, I didn't know that. doesn't Makhachev. totally surprise me.
0: We're this close to crowning an NBA champ. And with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet. Up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours
2: Atlassian.
5: Can I guess first? I didn't see them. Oh yeah, let's play the guessing game. Let's play the. I didn't see them. Uh, okay, I do. I think. I, I think there was a fight of the night, so I'm saying they gave it to Katsura and Kim, and then I, I think. K. And then I think Correct. I would. Hope, excuse me. I would hope. Oh, uh, I think they're going to give it to Islam. No. Nope. And no. Okay. Good. And then uh, my other thing: uh, McKinney, Terrence McKinney.
6: I haven't seen it. No. I'm gonna say, cool. "Ooh, great!" Uh, I'm gonna say Bahamondes. and yeah, give me a, give me Termin, give me, yes, give me the Armbar man. Okay, so not Bahamondes? Are they giving it to Arman Sarukian?
5: Yeah, damn right they are. Oh, okay, yeah, I, thought I, you're right they are. I thought you were gonna say Brahimai. They're gonna say Brahimai. I'd be like, if he gets, if he gets 50 grand for submitting Michael Gilmore. That's it. I don't respect it. to Michael Gilmore. That's the easiest 50 grand Remise Prima we'll ever see.
6: <laughs> I don't hate and getting it. That's, uh, <laughs> no, no, that's yeah.
5: fair. The whole performance, really, <laughs> if not just the finish. Like again, performance should I should take into account more than just the finish, right? And his performance, I think, was I think it's fair to say the second most memorable of the night, like overall, his performance, right? It
6: was the second most dominant.
5: I don't know about memorable, that sort of depends on a lot, but it's certainly the second most dominant. It's a lot of blood. I don't think anyone who saw that's going to be forgetting that anytime soon. That's a lot of blood.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was... I mean, that was a beating. That was a vicious beating. Nobody and saw Joel
5: Alvarez guy. is really good. Like, Joel Alvarez is super talented. Uh, and Suriky just, like, mashed him. That was wild.
3: I expected 30-20. I expected a 30-27. But just seeing Armand just open him up with that elbow and in that first round was nuts. I'm surprised they they let that one, you know, live to fight another day, bro. But... They put him on a short leash, and that's
6: it. We had talked about him beforehand, and I will say that that performance specifically, one very specific aspect of it, has raised my ceiling for him. I still think he is not a champion because he fights in the same division as Islam Makachev, and that sucks for him. Uh, But that guy is probably going to fight for a world title, and I say that because in that second round, when he had Alvarez busted to hell... He immediately came down and was like, I'm going to put this dude in a crucifix so I can elbow those cuts open again. And that is viciously mean, and that's exactly the type of stuff that, like, the best fighters in the world – like, the best fighters in the world are – they are mean people when they are in the cage. And when you – like, that's that's the biggest sign I have I ever get when I look at someone is, hey, oh, they are smart and nasty, and that was some nasty-ish, so – I'm, I'm with you. I, th- I thought Surukim was good. I think he is probably going to fight for a belt now.
5: Did Did you see Alvarez's corner like telling him like as they were bringing him to the corner like and cleaning up the cut like calm, you got to calm down like you got to stay calm stay calm like I think I know he's a fighter. I'm, I know these guys see this crap all the time, but like I think if you take like that much blood and that much damage early yeah. in the fight, I think that really he's a he, he's still a human being. Yeah, and I it think looked was like he
6: attacked by a right? freaking shark. Right?
5: Of course, I think he's he was slightly. Out. Out. Slightly in shock of, like, what had happened to him. So I was like, I, I, Mike, you were saying, like, it's, it, like, I'm not saying they should have thrown in the towel there. But, wow, they they definitely should have seen, like, our guy is kind of out of it now. Like, he really, really took a hit there. And the superficial damage and just being literally covered in his own blood. Look, some, some fighters might react to that differently. Clearly, Joel Alvarez was really, really shocked and hurt by by that, as, again, 99% of humanity would be. So, uh, yeah, I do wish they'd fight. They, there was an opening in there to stop it earlier because uh, that was tough to watch after. I, I don't think he even wanted to fight anymore after that, getting sliced open like that. That was scary.
6: I mean, it would have been hard to want to fight when you were drowning in your own blood. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. His blood was just going everywhere. <laughs> like, that, was yeah,
3: that was brutal. That was a horror show. Brutal stuff. So, in the UFC rankings, he's ranked thirteen. I mean he beats everybody in the bottom half. He beats everyone from Michael Chandler down, I think. Chandler, RDA, He's Ferguson, Dan Hooker, anything. Conor McGregor, Gregor Gillespie. He has a great shot of beating all of those guys, I think. And then we go to Islam. Well, Darius should Greg be Gillespie interesting. Fight. I don't know. Maybe. No, I think
6: make that a fight. I look, I I think he and he and matush camera is a really good fight i'm really high on camera um so i i'm not saying armand can't win i'm not saying matush can't win that's a that's a problem with lightweight man everybody all right if you take out the conor mcgregor and dan hooker tony ferguson grouping which is <laughs> guy who sucks guy who's a featherweight and guy who's washed uh then the rest of lightweight is insane so
3: yeah I don't know, man. Yeah. Sturikian and Gillespie seems like the fight to make right now. Mm-hmm. Really Gillespie excited. ain't getting that... Gillespie's not getting that Tony Ferguson fight as much as he wants it. And, I, yeah, I think Gregor's just going to have to fight Armand at this point. I think that's pretty much what he's going to have to do. And <laughs> we'll see. So, G, we do a fight of the night. Might as well ask you, AK. You are the, the robbery review guy for MMAfighting.com. I know... That is a word that is thrown out very loosely in the MMA space, the word robbery. But Priscilla Cachoeira gets the win. That word robbery has been thrown out a lot tonight. Do
5: you agree? Do you think uh, there's a little something uh, a little something fishy going on here, a little robbery action? It's tough. Uh, for anyone who didn't see MMAdecisions.com, that was about uh, – uh, uh, I don't know how many people did it, but it was only one person. Think- oh, look at that. Look at that. I mean, gosh. How, did, how, did you, how does our producer do it? This is, how does he do it? Uh, only, uh... Oh, Ben, what uh, a hero you are, Ben. Oh, <laughs> the esteemed Ben Duffy of SureDog.com going 29-28 oh, Cachoeira. Oh, uh, all the other media members scoring it for Kim. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it's, I, I would have scored it for Kim. Um, I, 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 this has, this seems like a classic case where uh, almost the Diego Sanchez style where catchuera. oh, uh, what was the exact, we should look at the scores too, uh, sorry, which rounds were, It was all
3: the same. All, all three, all three were the same. First and third just, round to well, catchuera.
5: First and third round. Yeah, see, again, this is kind of the Diego Sanchez thing or or the Leonard Garcia thing. I guess maybe now, and maybe now the Priscilla Cattara thing because this is kind of her style. A lot of wild swinging, a lot of activity. Uh, She lands big shots. She does land big shots. So, you know, if they're weighing the immediate damage versus cumulative, I could kind of see how a judge would say it looks like she's landing the heavier shots, but she's also so inaccurate. And I think Kim put on a really strong like performance night the first two rounds obviously not as exciting not as action-packed as the third one um so i i, I like knee-jerk reaction i would call the robbery and this is coming from someone who you guys know me I, I always lean towards not robbery if anyone reads like robbery review it's usually of all the ones i've done it's, it's probably three out of four i usually go not robbery um and the ones that i do call robberies are like some of the most notable and obvious like f-ups uh judging f-ups in mma history so it takes a lot for me to call a fight a robbery so if i watch it again maybe i change my mind in the moment tonight i, I it's i feel really bad for for Jeon kim um the good news is i think both women uh, we were saying sort of on the on the pre-fight that like i thought it was i thought it was a loser um kim now is on a three-fight losing streak catch of course has been on a three-fight losing streak before and it just and was coming off that really bizarre loss to uh, uh, jillian robertson so i thought whoever lost is out they won fight of the night. They found a great show. They've rewarded the faith of the matchmakers, who I think thought that putting these particular two flyweights together could result in the brawl we got. It wasn't like completely um, surprising. I guess the first two rounds were a little bit more what people expected. The first round is, is what they're hoping for when you put a fight like that uh, on the main card. So uh, I, I will say robbery. But, hey, congrats to both women. It was a hell of a fight. And uh, I do think they'll both be getting at least one more. So that's good. Yeah,
3: Kim, t- it just seemed like Kim clearly won the first two rounds. If you want to give Cachoeira the third, again, no problem with that because she landed some big shots and shit got wild and the elbows are nasty. And, you know, you want to give her the third round, fine. If you want to give Kim the third round, that's fine too. But That fight is closer yeah. to 30
6: Kim, than it is 29-28, uh, yep. uh Just take a guess. Please take a guess what the strike totals were in the third round for both women. Just who do you think landed more and by how many?
4: Oh, Kim,
3: the third? By, Kim by 20. Kim landed 86 to
6: Cashware as 52 in round three.
5: <laughs> she, That's tough.
6: Al- And I know Cashware was landing some big, heavy stuff with those elbows. And honestly, great plan to just, I can't hurt her with my hands. Let's put a bigger piece of bone behind it and see what goes. But she was also getting rattled with (laughs) shots coming back she just had a better poker face about it or she just looked meaner and so she won the round and the fight credit to her for finding a way to game the system but she didn't win that fight by a reasonable metric
5: uh, i will say we should tell people significant strikes are not always a great way to like just looking at significant strikes are not always a great way to judge a fight but in this case i think it reinforces the eye test.
6: 30 more than one person in a round but again is usually pretty indicative uh th-
5: again again th- no but, but it doesn't because not all significant strikes are created equal right you could have someone land three significant strikes and and the other person lands 30 but if one of those three significant strikes was a knockdown that one is worth way more than the than the third the, the other 30 those 30 could have been leg kicks they could have been glancing body oh, shots so
6: Matter. Uh, oh, they matter. Is officially against leg kicks. Got compared it.
5: to a knock, compared to a knockdown. Yeah, I'm going to give the guy who got the knockdown the the thing every time. You can judge it wrong if you oh, want, Jed. I mean, again, you've matter. been doing it for you've been doing it for a long time. You've done it many times in the past. But for me, I actually like pay attention to the judging criteria and I look beyond just the numbers. But in this case, I will say I do feel like the significant striking stats. Like we had the eye test, which we think Kim won. Then you look at the numbers, and it says Kim won. So. You know, in the, in this case, they go together. But I don't want to tell people just to look at significant striking stats to say, "Oh, this determines who won around," because that's that's really not the case. And I don't want, I don't think that should be a habit for for fans.
3: Okay, let's segue into another fight that has been highly debated for the decision: oh, the super fun fight at 185 pounds between Armin Petrosian and Gregory Rodriguez. Close fight, went to split decision. I will say there have been some egregious (laughs) scorecards and you can maybe say all three of the Cachuera G on Kim scorecards were egregious because it went to Cachoeira Petrosian. I thought won the first two rounds. You want to give him a 29, 28, go right ahead. 30, 27 Petrosian was kind of egregious, but Jed, you kind of made like you, you don't feel like it's that egregious. I think
6: that it's probably wrong, but not necessarily wrong. <laughs> Look, very, very obviously, the biggest moment in that third round was the head kick that busted Petrosian's nose up, and then he led to a takedown and the uh, effort on the back. But, one, according to AK, um, you know, the actual rules say that submission attempts don't really count because they're not damage. Um, so, him not getting the thing just doesn't matter. Uh, but the whole second half of that round, Rodriguez did actual nothing. Like once once Petrosian got up from that admittedly really bad position, he went right back to work and started digging Rodriguez up again. And at that point, Rodriguez didn't do anything. I think he got hurt a couple of times in the back half of that round because the way his body language changed so dramatically, he started really moving backwards. And the last 10 seconds... I thought he got like really hurt, uh, but Petrosian didn't have enough time and didn't recognize it because it looked like uh, one of those kicks came through and like actually put him on rubber legs. But then he was leaning up against the back of the fence, and then the time was done. So again, it's probably not right to give Petrosian the third round. But and I'll do this thing so A.K. can lecture us again because everybody loves a lecture on a Saturday night. The stats in round five are certainly far in favor of Petrosian, who landed 51 significant strikes to Rodriguez's 19. But again, probably not right, but I think it's not inconceivable to me to score that 30 27 for Petrosian. But it is,
3: it's questionable, I guess. Yeah, the numbers, the numbers seeing it now, I get it. 50. According to the numbers, that was Petrosian's best round of the fight by far. The whole, after 60% he got up, 51
6: really did nothing but sit there and take it for like two and a half minutes. He just kind of backed up and got pinged, and nobody noticed it because Petrosian was bleeding from the face and it had been such a big part of the front of the round. But like, he really battled him back. To me, that probably should have more been. Petrosian was on his way to losing a ten eight and battled it back to a ten nine. But I'm again, I'm not entirely against saying, "Hey man, he won as much of the time of the fight and also did a lot of damage too." And so, sure, we're gonna give him this round. It's not insane to do it. It's not. Yeah, no, you can. Could- not-
5: you you can see you can see what, what Tony Weeks saw. I mean, I look Tony Weeks, I know, is a name that has probably come up in judging controversies far too often. So mm-hmm. uh and 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 justifiably so justifiably so it's fine. I, I understand if people want to bristle at his name. Adelaide Bird was also in the cards tonight. Uh who am I forgetting? There was there was some some perpetrators. Let's put it to put it nicely, there were some perpetrators. But I'm actually with Jed on this one. I, I do think um uh it's it's easy to dwell on that one moment, but I mean Petrosian really put together like a, a pretty solid three round performance and, and it was a it was a great fight it was a really competitive fight and so uh i again i uh, like just i would have scored at 10 nine rodriguez but i don't think you can go to tony weeks and go like oh tony weeks you're crazy for for thinking petrojan won that round Petrosian did a lot of good work in that round and it was close it was close but i mean sometimes rounds are close uh i i, I don't think we need to call everyone that goes the way we disagree with like a robbery it, it was close it was it was a really competitive and fun round. More importantly. Rodriguez has no one to blame but himself.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: But he's a BJJ world
6: champion. He, he oh got, my god! Oh, he got so one takedown. So he got one takedown, got it, and and then in the second round he did it, and then he was gassed. Like he he chose to fight in a really tough way, and he did a great job, frankly, mm-hmm. way better than mm-hmm. I would have thought if you told me he was going to spend most of the fight kickboxing. But he didn't try to make it easy on himself for
5: sure. Imagine no, if he just you take him not. down the first round and armbart or something. I mean, hey, look, don't. Petrosian, Petrosian – did a great job. But that one time we almost caught him with the – what did what he – like a kind of a knee bar? Like he got uh, knocked down then solo, the knee
6: bar. It, was, it was a roll through Sulaweb stretch, which was that, insane that was and awesome.
5: That was sick. It was just um, like,
6: you should be doing that the whole time, <laughs> Roger. I know. That was – I, I, I know that
5: credit to Trojan he got out of it if if that happens in round one yeah maybe he doesn't they're not as slick they're not as you know the situation's different he maybe doesn't get out of that uh yeah very frustrating for me I think I've been saying I think uh Robocop is like a sleeper at 185 maybe he still is but if he keeps fighting like this and not using all of his strengths then hey he could have a fun 10 12 fight UFC career a lot of performance bonuses fight of the night talk you know and that's great And, and there's nothing wrong with that if he wants to go that way a lot of great fighters have made careers like that i i just wish i could have seen him this jujitsu i keep hearing about that i don't think he's used in like like his past four fights like even before the ufc he's kind of he's kind of fallen in love with his his uh, knockout power which he has but come on let's just grapple a little bit Jujitsu, jitsu jiu-jitsu come on he's the spiritual
6: successor to jacare soza it's the best
5: oh. Horse, He's george like the- george Gergel. george Gergel. my god oh
6: no, because George Grudel couldn't hit hard, whereas Jacques he he just grappled people, <laughs> but he kept punching people in the face, and they fell over. So, like, that's Rodriguez. It's awesome. I love him. I'm a big Rodriguez fan now.
3: That was a very interesting fight. And Petrosian's leg kicks throughout that fight were nasty. Those were nasty. Because I saw one of the comments that, you know, Petrosian landed more, but Rodriguez did more damage. I don't necessarily agree with that. Like Rodriguez made it like busted his face up with a shot, but like those leg kicks were nasty and Rodriguez you got to score those
6: clean for a while.
3: Yeah. You got to score those. I mean, you just have to, I know the face and the blood and all that stuff. It looks gnarly, but the leg kicks, like you got to give some, some credit to those, especially the hard ones he was landing. I mean, Rodriguez's right leg was looks like hamburger meat when the fight was over. So those definitely did some damage what a debut good win and especially in your eighth professional mma fight that is not too shabby good performance from ignacio Ahamandez against Rong, gets uh some extra money no bonus money but he got a a percentage of the purse uh josiane Nunes, i mean just put it on ramona pasquale for 15 minutes but pasquale with that chin of I mean, I don't know what that shit is made of, but good grief, that was some impressive stuff. Terence McKinney,
6: only one thirty twenty six. Only one,
3: Mike. I scored at thirty twenty five. If we're being honest, I thought the first two rounds were ten eights. If
6: I had thirty twenty four,
3: <laughs> give the third I
6: went, round, 10, I 10, eight, 10, round. I went ten seven. I went 10-7 in round two. Fine.
3: That's why we're not judges. Uh, might as well, we should talk about Terrence Just McKinney because what do you think? Whoever was on Twitter spaces, you guys got to watch. We got Jed and I's reaction to Terrence McKinney's submission win, two minutes and 11 seconds, rear naked choke. Good win. For us, ZM, everyone was already overlooking him, and I think in hindsight, when you look at it, they were like, oh, I told you like this was an easy matchup, but not the case. If you go back and watch the replay, ZM kind of took mckinney off of his feet with the leg kick mckinney did a great job with his grappling turning turned the defense into offense and then his grappling's really good man he was an olympic hopeful wrestler from that washington wrestling scene the guy is is very legit and you got to see it so ak your thoughts on t-rex's performance the follow-up to the seven second knockout and again not seeing a second round
5: yeah, I, I only wish it had, it had been on the main card. I mean, like I said, the main card turned out okay. Uh, I, I don't think there's really any major complaints. Uh, really, well, first of all, like we should point out, there's one fight we kind of just, just skipped over on the main card. The uh, the quote-unquote, the co-main event. We didn't even talk about it. <laughs> and I'm not surprised. We still haven't talked about it. <laughs> and we still can. I mean, maybe you're building up to it. I don't know. Maybe, I'm sorry. I, I apologize if you were building up to the Titanic-Serkunov-Termin uh, matchup, which turned out fine um but i mean it just goes to show you all my talk about it not feeling like a co-main event i mean it's just we barely even noticed it happened um but uh like again mckinney ZM, i still think should have been on there instead of uh, really any of those fights um ju- just just because you should be pushing mckinney you should be pushing his story it's a competitive fight uh i don't remember what it was it supposed to be on the main card of uh the card it was originally booked for i think not right probably not eh I think it was a prelim as well. This would have been, yeah, November, last November. I think it was a prelim, but it's probably at least a featured prelim. Uh, either way, this is a guy that UFC needs to get behind. I think they know that now. Um, aside from the main, aside from uh, maybe two of the main card fights, there was no other rea- uh, like fighters react. I was handling that tonight. The most reactions for Terrence McKinney's win. A lot of people who trained with him, of course, excited for him. But just in general, people who are interested in his story, who who were so hyped up after that seven second knockout, who just wanted to see more of him, um, and he looked great. And, and Mike, you had said I think there was a chance it could have turned into sort of like uh, you know uh, a somewhat listless technical fight if it stayed on the on the uh, on the feet for too long because ZM's a very good technical fighter, counter striker. Uh, but that if we saw McKinney's wrestling or grappling, it could change things sure enough, we saw that other aspect of him and and he looked outstanding and got the finish. Uh, Hilarious moment with this being doing the reverse Rogan. Oh, he's not in trouble. He's not in trouble. And then the (laughs) tap out immediately (laughs) happening. Uh, So that was great. And uh, my last note for that fight, if that had happened in November and and gone down the same way, I honestly think McKinney would have been my my 2021 breakout fighter of the year.
3: It's great. uh, It's great analysis, AK. Yeah. Good good pick. Uh, Jonathan Martinez, good win. Rahe- Ramiz Brahima would probably the, the lock of the night, a first-round submission <laughs> over Michael Gilmore, who probably at this point should not be in the UFC, but they'll probably give him another fight. Uh, Carlos Hernandez gets a split decision over Victor Alta Altamirano. Good fight. And uh, well, yes, Wellington Terman with the submission victory over Misha Serkinov. No one was picking Wellington Terman to win this fight. Oh wait! Except for one man, there's oh only my. one man who picked Wellington Turn to win this fight. He's got two thumbs and a Cape Cod T-shirt on. This guy right here, Jed Michu. So you're gonna be pushing some damn flow, whenever I see fit.
6: Happy to do it. No one was picking him. He was like plus 100. A lot of people were picking
3: him. Well, that line must have must have closed shut. Yeah, because people listened to the, they listened to the people's pre-fight show, and the money came flying in on Wellington Turman.
6: The money had been there the whole time. Well, look, I'm, I was wrong. I was almost, I was, I was almost wrong, and then I was almost extremely right, and then I was wrong. Uh, for as much as AK wants to say it was a bad fight that we don't care about, it was honestly was maybe the most. I said turn out a fight. The fight we didn't care about, it. we already forgot about it. It's honestly yeah. was maybe the most fun fight of the whole night because you had swings. It was a roller coaster up down up again so congratulations mike you were right i'm wrong you're smart i'm not smart you're (laughs) handsome i'm not very good looking all of those things are true but i really felt so good i almost text you after the first round and be like i'm gonna need five of them push-ups real soon hoss and then i don't I don't know what happened. I still don't know how that arm bar happened. It just kind of did. And he tapped, like, before it happened. He's like, oh, my arm's gone. No, we're done. It was so weird and out of nowhere.
5: I think he was tired, too. I think both guys are pretty tired after that first round. So I think, like... I don't want to call it a fatigue tap, but I do think like once it was almost done, I think Serkan was just like, "I'm, I'm, I don't want this. If, if this, if this, this is already on too far. I'm not getting out of this." Yeah, he's not getting. This.
6: It was, it was a, He made yeah. a business decision. He knew that about, that was on enough that he wasn't getting out. So, yeah. you know, let's just let's just wrap it up. Which I'm, I don't get, begrudge him that, but does he get cut? I, just, I felt so good after round one. I was like, dude, Terman's gassed, and he it's was getting a hammered. Chance. He was Mike getting hammered think- at the end of that round.
5: Mike, you think Circonops, he's out?
3: Pretty good chance. Mm. I can say it, oh, definitively, oh, but 95%. Oh, he gone. He gone. <laughs> and Wellington Termin will not
5: be gone. He's also, like, seven
6: and, uh, of his last, like, six fights. I don't even know how that math a, works.
5: It's been but a rest that's
6: stretch. what he's
5: done. <laughs> it's been a rough stretch. Wellington yeah.
3: Termin gets an extra 50 Gs. The Glover Teixeira aura continues to grow. Goes and works with with Glover, gets gets a submission victory, and Glover Teixeira making his name, putting his name in the hat for Coach of the Year because his guys keep winning as well. And there you go. And if you guys missed it, apparently UFC 274 will only have the one title fight. I think it's 274, right? That's the main one. Uh, Glover Teixeira versus Jerry Perhashka is going to be on the June pay per view date, still to be determined. Uh, but that one is getting moved. So there you go. More like updates that. as I'm we glad, get them.
6: I'm glad they're moving it just because Oliver Gaethje should be the main event. Like that's that should be the that should be a, yeah. that's a main event fight. It should be a main event somewhere.
3: Yep. Yep. Shouts to Evie Rodriguez. She got she talked to Glover to She did a live shot with uh Combache and Glover revealed that and I believe we have since confirmed that information as well, that that will be in June. So, Okay, let's go to the peeps. Let's see what they have to say about this event. And by the way, we're, I mean, pretty good card to lead into UFC 272. And I got to give shouts to the UFC production team, their video team. That 272 promo was legit. That was an excellent promo. Really well done. Goosebump kind of a promo. Really, really well done.
5: Uh, okay. I just want to say, as a, Casey says, okay, yeah, no, bring it up, throw up a question. I just want to say the poll now, 53% say Islam. There's is a lot of votes. This is a, a huge, huge sample size. Uh, 53% saying Islam is number one. Uh, 21% number two. So se- almost 75% of the people voting think he's at least the number one or number two lightweight in the world. So it's pretty good. Pretty impressive. Thomas, over- you <laughs>
3: Most overused walkouts, Techno Mortal Kombat, and the Rocky theme. Name another. God, there's plenty.
5: <laughs> I mean, oh, radioactive. I uh, uh, Imagine Dragons, radioactive. Oh God, there was a time. Um, there was look. a time MMA fighters and pro wrestlers were upset, like in uh, indie pro wrestlers. You can you sing that song? Sing it. Radioactive, radioactive, radioactive.
6: Any Red Hot Chili Peppers song that—that's mostly a Dana White problem, not a fighter choice problem. But I want to be really clear here: Mortal Kombat's a hitter, and you can f right off, Thomas. Like <laughs> I want every—I want three fighters a card to come out to that song because that song will never not be a banger. So sorry you didn't grow up in the in arcades in the '90s, but I played laser tag as a child, and that song will <laughs> always be great.
5: How great was Musasi um, swaggerjacking uh, Darren Till and doing "Sweet Caroline" in uh, Dublin? I thought that was hilarious.
6: Just... the second best Dutch middleweight in the world.
4: <laughs> I like he straight up said, "Oh, I was just kissing ass." He just yeah. He like, doesn't even mean, like the song. I,
6: I don't even think he likes the song.
5: song. Like he just knows yeah. they'll like, they'll react to it. That's great. No That's
6: what one, you should do. No one doesn't like "Sweet
5: Caroline." Come on. Except uh, <laughs> Luke Thomas. <laughs> but I mean, like we care about his musical opinion. Come on. Anyone who doesn't like "Sweet Caroline" is no friend of mine. That's all I'm saying. And by the way,
3: I, I I love you, Dublin. I love you so much. But don't you dare claim that song, because that's not yours. That is not yours. Mm-hmm. Red Sox fans, Fenway Park, we're allowing you two, to to bask in it. That is not your song. Uh, that is Fenway Park's song. Hundred percent. Don't ruin it. No debate. Uh, great song. It's a great song. Uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, uh, uh, Tom
6: Brady.
5: I'm yeah. not going to give it to Irish uh, people Cal- fighting. Cal- that's yeah. Calvin. We Gator, made that yeah. famous. Sorry. You know who made that famous? Neil Diamond made that song famous, all right? <laughs> yeah, Neil Diamond. Sure, you take credit for his genius.
0: <laughs> yeah, and
3: then later, no one knew what the song was, and then all of a sudden, Fenway Park, they played it between
4: innings. Oh, and yeah. Everyone singing, everything and everything revolves
5: around. Right, no one no one listened to that
4: song until the Red Sox. <laughs> I, I saw Neil Diamond about 15 years ago, and he opened the performance of Sweet Hairline. He closed the performance of Sweet Hairline. Wow. He came back for an encore. And does Sweet Caroline? No, come Eating on. It three times, come three on. times.
5: <laughs> that's too much. That's Excellent too much. move. <laughs> that's too
4: much. <laughs> Excellent move,
3: right there.
5: Oh, that's a good question.
3: Where does Bobby Green go from here? Um, fun fights against yeah. fun fighters, like that's what you do. You give him the Derek Lewis treatment. You just throw him in there with, with hitters who will just be fun to fight with. Throw them. Those are the kinds of fights. Okay. Um, name off the top of my head.
6: I mean it won't happen, but Nate Diaz would be the ideal version. Oh my god, right? That'd be that, super like, how does that ridiculous not happen?
3: Like, because wait, wait.
6: Nate Diaz is yeah. trying to get out of his contract by fighting I Dustin Poirier oh, dude. I know. I
3: have the answer. It I, I have the answer because it again, nothing changes for Bobby Green. Doesn't take a doesn't take a big setback at all. We just go ahead and give him the fight we all wanted to begin with. Five round main event, Bobby Green versus Hanato Moicano. just get it done. Let those two just throw bombs at each other. We have seen way worse main events on paper than Bobby Green versus Hinata Moicano, but I think Bobby Green's popularity merits excitement towards a five-round fight on a random fight night card at, an, at the UFC Apex. So, yes, Bobby Green and Hinata Moicano. You want to do Bobby Green, Brad Riddell? I'm fine with that, too, but those are the types of fights, just fun, striking matchups.
4: Real, real quick, yeah, but the I whole Bobby Green... Either, thing, I kind of disagree on the whole Bobby Green didn't lose anything tonight.
6: So do I, Casey. So do I.
4: Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but I, the fact that you're saying Bobby Green, just throw him in fun fights, when only a couple of hours ago we were talking about, is Bobby Green the next Jorge Masvidal? And yes. Jorge Masvidal fought for the title twice, and we're already doing Bobby Green fun fight guy, not an yeah, actual but that, title contender. But, but, the, but that have Masvidal we, have thing. We, have we given up on Bobby Green? Actually, no, being a serious no. title contender. Hold on. No one well, got, is,
3: No one. Yeah. No that one looked didn't at Bobby exist. Green as a serious title contender. Anyways, well, even Bobby yeah, Green you, you, didn't look you, at Bobby Green as a serious title contender. Yeah, you, you no, can't no lose. Some,
5: you can't lose something you didn't really have, right? That narrative didn't exist until he agreed to take this fight. So you can't Nobody, lose. I mean, he didn't. Have, he he can, had it ten days ago, but he, he didn't. You he didn't can lose,
6: lose it. a thing that he almost had. So I'm sure, he's not. Coming into this can fight, you? we spent a lot of time mm-hmm. talking about how a win Bo- here compels Bobby that. Green into this thing. And not only did he not get a win, he I genuinely think that like the ass-kicking he took diminished him somewhat. Like, whatever, what, whatever we were building with him amongst the broader population, sure, hardcore fans, they know Bobby Green's still this dude, but... He got trucked trucked in a way that there's nothing to take with it. And so it's just like, all right, I don't have to care about this dude again. He lost something. He lost some momentum. He, it, he found a way to do it. And that's not his fault. It just is what it is like, because I like, I'm with you all the way, Casey. He yeah. had an opportunity to be, you're, you're throwing out fun fights When I mean, hell, a week ago we were saying Bobby Green needs to get his chance at a main event to work his way into the top 15 of the division to maybe make a late career run, and now it's let's just put him against some guys that are fun, and those things can overlap to some degree, but I don't know, man. I think going from where he could have been with the win or even where he just was to fight Hinato Moicano or Brad Riddell –
3: but that's will honest. I don't
6: give a crap about either of those fights. I mean they're fine, but like
3: You would have that, a week and a half ago before they booked no. this Islam fight. Yeah, I, Why? I wouldn't
6: have cared then either. Oh, absolutely, you would have. Are, I would have watched them and I still will watch them, but I don't think those are like exciting fun fights. Like you don't I mean, they think even Brad Vitales
3: Those are both exciting fun <laughs> fights. Well,
6: yeah, wait, but wait. call call up anyone in your phone and be like, Do you know who the hell Hanato Moikano is? But no. I don't know i don't have any com- friends i don't have any
5: friends this is not a I fair question <laughs> i, could call I those can't whole conversation. conversation i don't, even, I don't, even, I don't even understand the premise of the question i
3: could call those same people up and say the same thing about bobby green and they would give me the same answer so That's what true, yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: more
6: people no you guys are coming at this way too way too deep fans like i wanted to fight with him and michael chandler i don't think he gets that anymore
4: no i think yeah. a,
6: a good loss could have gotten in that fight like when Ally quinta
4: that. lost to habib ally quinta didn't lose anything I think Bobby Green did lose a lot tonight. I'm just, I just, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying, Mike, too. And I, a lot, I, 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 a lot. He lost a lot tonight. I think he lost a
3: lot tonight. I think he lost a lot. I think you're insane. I think you're absolutely nuts. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I'm telling you, nobody cares. He's a G for taking the fight. And that's what everyone's leaving with tonight. He's a G for stepping yeah. in on 10 days. Notice two weeks after fighting a hard 15 minute fight. That fans were very behind him on. No one wanted the fight. Only one man said yes, and it was Bobby Green. So there you go. I don't think he. I think he loses something. Yeah, the momentum stops a little bit, but there are certain guys that don't need it right now.
4: Derek Lewis doesn't need title fights, but people. Derek Derek Lewis Lewis got title fights. Bobby Green never had that chance to get title. This was the.
3: But he doesn't. Bobby Green doesn't care about titles. Neither does Derek Lewis. That's why I'm comparing them. None of them care. They care about money.
4: Get care of money and like they, they and bobby, bobby green, green fighting five he more won- times
3: this year gives him just as much money and fights in main events yeah he'll fight he's in lightweight what do you think like yeah if he beat is he was he was one of the he was the biggest underdog on a main event in like years tonight no one expected him to win i mean it
6: would have been massive year,
3: if it if he did
5: but, but no one expected he, him to win this to fight
6: more fault. Amanda Nunes like three months ago so years might be stretching it
5: I'm throwing up a poll. I'm that, up wasn't a a I'm that wasn't a main event. That wasn't a main event. Oh,
6: you're right. Touche, Mike.
5: Touche. Now you owe fifty push-ups. Let's, have you <laughs> let's ask the people. Yeah. Let's ask the people. I'm throwing up a poll. I, Mike, I agree Listen, with you, but, as you know, but you're you are my best friend, so I'm biased. <laughs> let me let me throw up this Listen, poll here. Hold on. The answer is Bobby Green fights in a made of,
3: in a, on a fight night main event against somebody that's fun and Bobby Green's Bobby Green is not a superstar. But people, people like him. You saw the reaction got in Houston. This loss stinks. Yes, if if he wants to become a world champion someday, if he truly wants to become a world champion, this will certainly send him back. But I don't think he wants so, to be a world champion. I just think he, he wants to fight to all the time.
4: Champion. I, well, I exactly. think he wants to be a a champion. But I thought is this Bobby Green's chance to become a contender? And yep. and that and I think that ship with this performance tonight is completely gone. And, that, and that's why we're going fun fight now. That's in why
3: we're case not. Well, you what if, and I are, Yeah, I think. Okay, I'm I
6: think in total agreement.
3: I'm <laughs> exactly we were in it. fun fight. We were in fun fight mode, anyways. If Benil Dariush didn't get hurt, we wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. Okay. He stepped so, up and said yes maybe when that's nobody else would.
6: I was not in fun fight mode with Bobby Green after the win. I was in like, cool. Cool. Let's yeah. put Bobby Green to actually make a run up this division and see where he's at, and like that might overlap because lightweight's full of hitters, and so it's fun. But it was not like let's just have bobby green have fun like uh, let's let bobby green get a top 15 guy see what goes so maybe it's just we were in a very different place than each of us two weeks ago but i am now fully in the fun fight camp with you
5: which i think is (laughs)
6: not where i was (laughs)
5: it's not where i I
6: was before i was like i want to see if bobby green can do do stuff
5: yeah, Jed, I believe you, I just don't think the consensus, as uh, John Anik is, you know, the consensus that John Annick is always talking to. Uh, I don't think the consensus was that Bobby Green is, like, a guy who's moving towards a title shot. I think most people were like Mike and I, the common man, of course, uh, who were just like, yeah, Bobby Green's a veteran fighter. We enjoy watching him fight. Uh, you know, we, we, I mean, onto the next one was a lot of, we know, again, we speak to the common people. A lot of people wanted the Riddell fight. I think that was the most common suggestion we saw after uh, he beat um, Nazrat. But this whole opportunity came out of nowhere. And I just don't know, I, I get what Casey's saying. It, it, uh, there was, it, for this moment, it really elevated our expectations of what Bobby Green could be. And if you were a fan of Bobby Green for a long time, it was very exciting mm-hmm. But I also don't think that you can really lose something that wasn't realistically in the discussion until ten days ago. I, I just don't know if you can you can lose that. Uh, maybe there's another word for it, but I, I, that's why that's why I'm with Mike on this.
6: You see the promised land and then it gets taken away from you. That's a loss.
4: Yeah, I've had a I, lot I, of rejection. I, in that I'm time. just kind of comparing like, this to Habib Alah Quinta and how compared to, the, to what Bobby Green – the Bobby Green that showed up tonight. You know,
6: that fight, everybody was like, Al did great. He lost 50-43. What a legend. Yeah, was a Al, legend, yeah. Al, like- Al,
3: had a, Al had a four-month training camp to prepare – not for Habib, but to prepare for a fight while yeah. Bobby Green was just like, eh, I'm going to eat so much food and just party my ass off after <laughs> – mangling the face of Nazrat Hakparas for 15 minutes. I think, I
4: don't know, I, th- I think
3: He's we're doing a 90-day pound.
4: 24
6: hours to fight Habib from Paul Felder is a yeah. <laughs> about as big a change as exists in this world
5: early returns wow. on the poll 72 percent no effect uh loss had no effect on uh, bobby green's correct Richard. again we, we we speak the language of the people you know that's what i'm saying so, <laughs> we know right.
6: that we speak the language of the but, but i want to know what
5: they thought but but those same people then we what was the be coming into the fight
4: how many people picked bobby green to win the fight on our poll no i what was I, it? I, You, you it the poll. remember, on, remember, I, remember I, what the poll was, once was just it? one I second i
5: just hold on also, let me just one second. i don't know I- it was a you didn't like the answer
6: to your question is Islam Makachev, and that answer yeah. will remain the same if you change uh, the year to twenty twenty four as well.
5: You're wrong. Go ahead, No, again. he'll re- he'll probably retire at some point. Jed, you've been in this game long enough to know how crazy this business is. Or someone someone else will come along that's like some, I don't know, Terence Terrence McKinney is like the next we don't know. Like I, I can I would hesitate to pick anybody to be a champion, like extending past Bobby Green. Next year. You heard I no, no, <laughs> heard it right get
6: here. UFC lightweight champion end of uh-huh. 2024 still is on market
5: No one will remember this except for you when it. I'm when going it, when, to remember that. If it comes true, me. if it doesn't come true, you'll never speak of it again. So that's a very you easy know, prediction to make.
6: <laughs> I can't see. I'm not i am I'm not a psychic. I can't see the future. I don't uh-huh. know what the future is going to hold. But let me tell you, if 2024 comes yeah. around. And Islam's got the belt. I'm digging up some receipts.
5: He'll <laughs> want to fight in another for another title. He'll oh he might want to retire. We don't know. What are the chances he's sticking around for two more years? That's a long time to hold on to a title.
3: By the way, Ooh, the answer is. Before we filmed. By the way, the answer to that other question, and it's the same answer to this question, in my opinion, is Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira will end the year as the champion. I think. I mean, he, I'm, I'm just going. I'm I, just because I have. I've already said this before. We've already had our prediction show, AK. We decided who would be champions at the end of the year. I said Charles Oliveira, so I'm sticking with it. And I also Mm -hmm. truly believe, although Justin Gaethje is, is chaotic as it gets, I feel like Charles Oliveira has the best chance to beat Islam Makachev because he is so damn dominant. With his grappling, that he doesn't even really need to use it all that often. And I also think striking games interesting and he mixes the martial arts very well. Although Islam I would certainly favor in that fight. And if you want to throw a minus three something on that, it wouldn't shock me in the slightest. But Jed, I don't think you agree with me on that one. Not at all.
6: Um, I mean, (laughs) no, minus minus two. Think about it, Jed. Islam's minus two seventy-five, and he's gonna have the belt. Um I think it's Gaethje and I totally understand the arguments for, for Oliveira. And I am slowly becoming a Charles Oliveira believer just because of the manner in which he beat Dustin Poirier, where he overcame like some serious adversity and similar in the, uh, against um, Michael Chandler who sucks. Um, (laughs) Like that's, that's impressing me uh, because that has not been part of who he has been as a fighter his entire career. But Mentioned it earlier. If your plan to to deal with the grappling of Habib slash Islam is, well, I'm really good at jujitsu. Cool, you've lost. <laughs> like that's just, it's just not a world you you can't win that fight there. I I just do not believe that anyone can grapple with Islam or Habib and and come out okay. Like I think you're just the way they are doing it is so different and so advanced and you're not going to be able to pull traps or subs or or sweeps off your back. You're just going to get controlled and then punched in the face a bunch and slowly, but surely the life sucked out of you until you give up, whether that's in the first round or the fifth round. So I, I think it's Gaethje. I think it's Gaethje for the same reasons. Everybody thought Gaethje was uh, Khabib's toughest fight heading into that bout. He can, to some extent, keep the fight on his feet. He can't forever, and, you know, we we saw that with Habib. But I think, honestly, I just think the way you beat the way I, I think that you can maybe beat Islam or Habib, one, you either have to proactively wrestle them, which nobody really has tried to do, but maybe see how good they are off their backs. I know Habib is actually very good off his back. We haven't seen Islam there a lot, but that's at least an interesting avenue, which I'd Charles Oliveira is not a bad wrestler, but he's not going to do that. Um, But really, the most obvious way is you punch him in the face really hard. And Gaethje landed freaking bombs on Habib, but Habib has an unbelievable chin, and so it didn't matter. We have seen Islam get got. Adrian Martins clobbered him, and if Justin Gaethje hits him like that, it's over. So to me, I think that's still... The most likely outcome, especially given that Gaethje has fought Habib, so maybe he can take some lessons from what happened there, tweak his game plan a little bit. I, I just think that he's the best opportunity of any of the lightweights, because I think he's the second best lightweight in
5: the world. Unfortunately, I agree. what do you think? Oliveira by submission. Damn. <laughs> I,
4: listen, I'm on record
5: saying... I'm on record saying I think he beats – I'm with you, Mike. I picked Oliveira to be the champ by the end of the year. I think he beats Keith G I think he beats Islam. And I think we start hearing buzz about a Khabib comeback in 2023 uh, to avenge his boy and to erase any any chatter that may – because if, if if Oliveira pulls off those two wins, I mean you'll have a lot of people saying he's one of the greatest lightweights of all time, not the greatest. How, so I think how
6: sick would, would that be though? Like Khabib coming back for 30-0, and 0, coming out of retirement. Right? Sonny Oh. sunning turkey olives and then i'm going, being i'm better than you jokers by
5: or 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 olives uh triangling his ass we don't know but either way i, I oh, i'm I'll sad go. we didn't get I'm sad we didn't get to see that fight. I'll be sad if we don't get to see him and, and Islam at some point. I, I obviously that's that's much more uh, much more likely to happen. So I hope that happens somehow. Uh, whether it's again he beats uh, uh, Gaethje and then gets that title fight we were just talking about, or he loses to Gaethje, fights his way back to a title fight after Islam beats Gaethje, and then I I, I do feel like that's a fight we have to see happen someday, especially if we don't get Habib coming back. But I've always said I think Habib would come back for the right opportunity, and that would be. Olivero having to win these two extraordinarily difficult fights and do so in impressive fashion. And then we'll see if we'll see if that uh, piques Khabib's interest.
6: Look, if Olivera does it, I will say this right now. Olivera beats Gaethje, beats Islam and then beats Habib. Ain't no question about it. He's the best lightweight ever. And he's an all time great fighter, like top five all time if he makes that run, because that run is frankly probably unparalleled in the history I was
5: impossible uh, i would say impossible like, yeah i
6: don't know that anybody will have ever put together that the poirier to gaethje to islam to habib lights out that's the best four fight streak in the history of the sport in my opinion if he does it i don't think that that's coming
4: the, that if is and you can so add gigantic. chandler and ferguson <laughs> and you can add chandler
6: other great. people will add them. I have thought both of those men aren't very good for <laughs> most of my professional writing career. So
3: I will and not. Just, add them. And just wait. And just wait. In 2024, the, the champion, by the way, will be Armand
4: Sarukian. So keep that in mind. Sure. Maybe by the end of 2023. Let's, let's talk about Armand. This, this is a bit champion. of a kind of a what if question, but yeah. I was kind of thinking about it during the fight. This, this, this question right here.
3: Armand Sarukyan versus Islam no. Makhachev 2 should have happened tonight so go. okay so just, I, just, just say for you, example
4: if the UFC had booked that instead so they just rearranged things, had Bobby Money. Green face Joel Aver- Joel who would have won tonight? Okay
3: well I will say I will fight say this in the world. <laughs> same way from what I from what I, from what I understand okay. hold on hold on oh, yeah, go, from go what ahead. I understand, Sarukian was offered that fight Ooh. he was offered that fight uh, he said it himself to a russian outlet that he said no i'm not fighting islam unless i get a full camp which is very smart on his part very smart um i would have loved to have seen the fight i don't think i i think on kind of short notice going from joel alvarez uh, to islam (laughs) makachev i mean that's a, a that's a tall ask for a guy who could be a future champion that that kind of stops momentum a little bit like it's, uh, it, it would have been a G move too, but I don't know, but I, I agree. I have no a, issue with him turning that down. None whatsoever.
6: It would have been a horrendous choice from him. They fought yeah. what two years ago. And like, I'm not, I, Armand Surikin gave him a very competent test. I thought Islam won all three rounds. I was two years ago on short notice Islam was all I, I think even you Mike would admit that on short notice Islam is probably winning that fight um tonight and then he's down o2 to Islam the guy who is probably going to be the champion and that really cuts your roads to a title shot it makes it a lot harder I think that would have been catastrophically stupid to, to accept that
5: fight yeah just yeah. why why so soon like we said it's it's a fight everyone expects to happen again someday. Uh, I I, I, I think the phrasing of the questions were weird that we got robbed of seeing them fight again like again if you're a believer in in Armin you will see them fight again and probably for a title I I understand the question because from just a
4: pure fan perspective and a selfish reasoning the two you had the two best two best lightweights on the card you want them to face each other so I, yeah I, but he's I, nowhere I, near that level of prestige yet of i know line. i know but who were the two best lightweights on the card those two guys and they weren't facing each other so i get as a fan why you want to see that but as these guys own pers- their own careers of course there's you know
5: many reasons why uh, armand uh, chose to pass on that yeah, yeah and, and, I, and I like that it. he did he, i like yeah. that he did i think that says so much about how mature this guy. he's 25 years old like, this, this guy is not even – he's not close to his athletic prime yet. I don't think he's close to where he's going to be skill-wise, which mm-hmm. is scary when you see how good he is now. Uh, this, again, this guy is legitimately uh, – if everything breaks the right way, will be a top five lightweight by the end of the year or this time – or uh, early next year. Um, he's not in a hurry, and he, he knows – I think he just knows he's just not on Makachev's level yet, and that's fine. That's okay. I know. I know fighters have to have this irrational confidence, and and we praise them for their bravado. But I think knowing your limitations is also super smart. And yes, it would have been a competitive fight again. Probably would he have beaten him? I, I really don't think so. I think Makachev is again. We've said this many times during the show. Is just peaking right now, yeah. And and could theoretically beat anybody, uh, and would be heavily favored against anybody. If you're Srukian, yeah, maybe you have a chance. But you have a much better chance, like a year from now, just just when you when you become better as a fighter. He just isn't at his peak yet. Like I, I want to see them again when they're, when they're when he's at his best, and he's, just, he's 25 years old. He's 25. Yeah,
3: full camp Sarukian would be interesting. Mm. Like I, I would favor Makachev, but full camp Sarukian in a rematch. I mean, we'll get it. I think we're going to see that fight at some point.
6: That's why maybe interesting. not this year. That fight will be more interesting in three years when we get it because Sarukian will be starting to peak i dude islam islam is peaking right now like i think he wins more convincingly than he did two years ago right now in three years when he's dropping off a little bit and sarukian's really really coming into his own then that's much more interesting and that's probably when it's going to happen all right
4: um i've I've seen i've seen a few questions about this i think they're kind of tongue-in-cheek but actually i want to kind of talk about it a little bit
3: Was an early stoppage in the main event? Most of us thought Islam would win, but not three twenty-three in round one. Early stoppage? Anyone? Did anyone come out of that fight um, saying, "Damn"?
5: Well, yeah, a lot I, of fighters. I, me, a lot of fighters said.
4: A lot of fighters said. Yeah, fighters a lot of fighters. I've seen a lot of, but it wasn't like a stoppage when the sense like, oh, Bobby wasn't gonna. Bobby was.
5: It was. No one early, thought Bobby was, was going to win. I'm sorry. Yeah, they, yeah. Jet, Jet it took w- it right out of the words right out of mouth.
6: It was early. It wasn't bad.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: It seemed like a you
6: mercy could stoppage. You have let it go on, and it would have been fine, but it, you didn't need to. He probably stopped it at the first point when it was credible to stop it. If he had stopped it any earlier, I might have said, that's a wee bit questionable, but, like, it's mostly just in the actions of the guy on the bottom. Bobby was flattened out and had stopped doing anything other than covering, realistically. Mm-hmm. He was not really making... He was intelligently defending himself, so technically early. But he was not doing moves to escape the problem, so he was just going to keep eating those un- for another minute and a half. So yeah, early but not bad.
4: Yeah, I had no uh, issue with it whatsoever. Yeah, it's, yeah I, I, feel, I thought it was, a, it was a, a, a mercy stoppage, like you know, stopping a little league game when you're up by twelve runs in the second inning. You know, like all right, we're done here. Yeah. Um,
6: also. Credit to Islam because, I mean, sucks because I had a bet on him by sub. <laughs> but uh, he didn't do the thing that fighters do sometimes, which is stop punching to fish for a sub. He just kept punching until he got the stoppage. Like, that's smart. That's how you should handle those situations.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Not or the look of the rest. Or the look at the ref. That's the worst. Yeah. The look at the ref. Uh, I'm punching him. I'm punching him. I'm, it's like just, just finish the fight. Like I know, I know you don't want to hurt the guy anymore, but you got to do what you got to do. And this, I mean, he's a killer. So uh, he went for it. Yeah, uh, uh, as as Jed said, not not all early stoppages are bad. And yes, I'm a soft ass soy boy. I'm, I'm, I always favor early stoppages, but there was nothing more we needed to see here. Uh, it, yes. it was clear. It wasn't getting any better. You, you do not need to wait for a fighter to get seriously hurt for it to be considered a good stoppage. Let's let's put it that way. I think that's, I think that's the problem is people immediately think, oh, well, he wasn't hurt that badly, so it's early. It's like, we don't want it to get to the point where they're hurt badly. That's kind of, that's that's the point of having the referee in there to make that stoppage. Now, sometimes some go overboard, <laughs> Herb Dean, and stop it way before, I mean, someone's even lightly grazed. But I think this, this time it was on point. So, um, yeah, it was early, but uh, I, I, Jed said it perfectly. Early, not bad. They're not the same thing.
4: It, it feels weird saying it, but it almost looked like a an amateur fight, in the sense where when the ref goes, oh, this guy is clearly just much better than his other guy, and like I'm just gonna go ahead and stop it now. When you think about, say, uh, Ga- uh, yeah, I say Gamrod, um, <laughs> the guy, fought, the guy who <coughs> sliced his head open, we, we're cool. just talking Alvarez. Alvarez, Alvarez, Alvarez. How long that fight for, went for when he was just getting his ass handed to him. It's just that's just the weird the weirdness of the sport.
3: Take, like, one more. Maybe, maybe fine, two. We uh, get anything fun.
4: Yeah, uh, uh, One more from Joseph Boza. One more. Um, <clears throat> yeah, well, it's it's an, it's an opinion, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what <laughs> we we'll have to think about it.
3: Uh, Joseph Boza, how tough will it be for the UFC to sell Islam getting a title shot after being a top 20 guy in Bobby Green? I know Islam is 11-1 and one in the UFC. Islam should rebook. I just th- – this is just – just silly thinking joseph i love you buddy i really do but i mean how can you deny him at this point i mean he's getting these fights he could have said no tonight he could have just said um no no why don't you do why don't you do something ufc with misha serkin versus wellington turman as the main event but no islam stayed on the card fought bobby green treated him accordingly and you know, fought like a minus nine hundred favorite. It's not his fault Benil gets hurt. So you want him to wait a year to fight Benil Dariush? Because that's a bad injury this man had. He's gonna be out for a long time. So you want him to sit and wait while this division moves on without maybe him? not even like Dariush a- does, does Islam need to
4: does he need to wait for to fight another even anyone? Oh no, no. no. Yeah, yeah exactly. Also no, he doesn't need to wait for anybody else.
6: Uh, let's agree. be clear. The UFC didn't need him to beat Bobby Green to or do anything. They could have yeah, sold honestly. him as a title challenger a yep. year ago. Yep. They, I, at the time, made a half-joking, but honestly wasn't really like totally Yeah, you should just book Islam in the, in the vacant lightweight title fight because it's Habib's boy, and let's just do it. Like, let's just go ahead and do it. Or really the answer they should have done was do a four-man tournament to to crown the new champion with Olivera, Poirier, Gaethje, and Islam. And just be like, yeah, let's just do these four guys. Um, they don't they can sell him tomorrow because they just it's a, just have Khabib. Here, he's Habib. You all know Habib. This is him just with just more with a darker beard. Like that's it. It's the same guy. <laughs>
5: yeah and, and look I, i'm mr meritocracy i i like i keep telling people I, I love seeing guys fight their way up the rankings knock off you whatever top that. 10 and top five <laughs> but i don't see but I, I don't see how anyone can watch have seen any of makachev's like past four five six fights and not just said this guy's ready to fight for the world title now uh, uh beating ranked guys is great in a perfect world again everybody would 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 fight their way up the rankings but injuries happen, as we just saw with Darius. That was the perfect matchup. UFC matchmakers did what they could to set up, the, set the table for him to get that that much needed win uh, to get the title fight, and it fell through. Uh, and again, he could have just waited and gotten the title shot anyway. So, um, no, I, I in, in cases like this, this isn't this isn't like a case for everyone, but in cases like this where the guy is so clearly a level above a lot of guys yeah. already in the top ten. What what more needs to be seen? I I, I just, it's you know, just the, it's, um, the dominance. Yeah. It's just the. I'm not against it. Yeah, it's not the street. It's not like more, just yeah, so freaking good. Yeah, I'm not against it, but I think we're most fans. We're educated enough to to look at the evidence we have and say, yeah, he's a world title. He's clearly a world title uh, number uh, number one contender. And again, according to a lot of people, including 50 of our of our polls, uh, <laughs> our poll today, already the number one guy. All
6: right. Dude, Casey said it too. The dominance is. I'm gonna extrapolate mm-hmm. this out. Yeah. Hamzat is probably fighting Gilbert Burns. And if he wins that, he's getting a welterweight title shot. Yeah. Something happens to Gilbert Burns and Hamzat ends up fighting Neil Magny. Right. And he ducks, trucks Neil Magny. Give the dude a title shot. I don't care. He's yeah. blowing the doors Same. off really good fighters. He, he made Dan Hooker look like a child or mm-hmm. when hammer and tongs with Dustin Poirier consensus his top three lightweight in the world. Like at, the way you're doing stuff matters, and he's doing it so much better right now than anybody else is. Like, I just don't care. Let the man fight, and that's what they're going to do. There's no way they don't now.
3: Yeah, and they've tried to book. They've tried to book Islam with multiple guys, yeah. Up, they, uh, four I times in the RDA, three, four times. I mean, come on, and it's not his fault. And then booked against the guy there was ranked a spot above him and Darius got hurt. It's not his fault. And then he goes out there and treats these guys accordingly. I just, just the, that's the way it is. So he's the number one guy. He's fighting he's, for the belt against the winner of this next fight.
5: He
6: fought every bit like a minus 900 favorite. I mean, 900. He fought like a minus,
3: <laughs> he fought, he fought like a a minus 2200 line. favorite. Yeah. He fought like Lucas Noonan good. against a one in seven Bellator prospect tonight. Yeah. Like that's how it's good 21. he looked tonight.
6: Seriously. Yeah. i I know how much better at fighting Bobby Green is than I am, but he did not last that much longer than I would have, yeah. or you would have, or AK would have in that cage. Like, he did not do that much better than we would have. That's because Islam wow. is just that insane.
5: Uh, by the way, Love speaking of Bobby note. Green, 70, 77% in our, i poll now, 77% say the loss had no effect, which I don't know, may speak, which, which, we kind of, as we kind of touched on before, may speak to, uh, how whatever the expectations were of Bobby Green heading into, again, him taking this fight. So, 77%. They don't care. <laughs> we're playing the song <laughs> Alright.
3: <laughs> Peace out, everybody. We're done. AK, I'll see you tomorrow morning, my friend. We will record on to the next one. So, get mm-hmm. your picks in. Get them in before 10 a.m. Eastern, or they ain't getting red, alright? Get them in. You know how to do it. So, for AK, for Jed, big shout Case to and Twos, and to all of you watching, I am Mike Heck. Good night, everybody.
5: Love you guys. Love you guys.
1: And Lak.
0: With the NBA finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Vox MMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit.
1: bet based on amount of initial losing bet bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash bball for eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources
0: first thing in the morning as soon as you wake up the to-do list starts